Welcome to All The Things TV video podcast with me, Tiffany Jo Baker, where we help you grip God's grace, use your gifts, and get your goals, even in your mess and mission. This is our Unstuck and Unstoppable Season 3 series, where we talk about the stories, strategies, and steps we need to break through the stuff that is holding us back and move forward in all the things God has called and created us to do. Hello, y'all, and welcome back to All The Things TV with Tiffany Jo Baker. We are back with season three, helping you get unstuck and unstoppable. And this week, we're going to be talking about how you can change the world one tiny blessing at a time. So I am bringing my new friend on here, Becky Kapitsky, to share. She's the author of Love Because, and it's all about how to bless the world and your people right where you are. Uh, Becky, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much, Tiffany Jo. It's really fun to be here and chatting with you today. Well, I think we're going to have a good time. We were just talking before we, we went live about all the similarities. We have German backgrounds, girls, two girls, two dogs, <laughs> our love of laughing and Tim Hawkins. And yes. so we may drop a Tim Hawkins line or two <laughs> as as we um, are going into this. But if y'all don't know Becky, let me just share a little bit about her. And then we're going to dive in onto um, how we can make a difference, a big difference with tiny blessings. And it's a very important discussion that we needed to have because I think um, so many times we see the need in the world and it's so big. And we either think uh, my schedule is too booked. I can't do anything about it. Or we think on the other end, what could I possibly do about it? So we're going to kind of hit on both of those things today. But let me tell you a little bit about Becky, if you don't know her, um, who's going to be sharing all the things with us. Um, Y'all know how I like to introduce my guests about how those close to her would introduce her. So her (laughs) husband would say that she's the the reason he waits by the door for 15 minutes before leaving the church. She's the (laughs) one, the extrovert, who's sharing and talking to all the people. All the people. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Her kids would say that she needs to read her own book, Love Because, and The Cranky Mom. I love that so much. I love that so much. Our kids keep mm-hmm. us humble, don't they? Oh, they keep us very humble. So humble. Um, but she's but they have fun together, and she's a sucker for saying yes to the request for new clothes, games, or Starbucks, and that she's yeah. also a bad dancer. A very I bad dancer. That. They would say that for sure. I love that. Her parents would say she's too conservative. Let's just say they steer away from politics around the holiday dinner table and her clients say that she's a cheerleader. I love it. Well, we just learned a little bit about you, Becky. Um, But to start us off, what kind of brought you into this to even writing a book about blessings and blessing others? Like what brought you into this space? That is such a great question because it was actually a specific event, an incident that occurred that in which God really just pounded my heart with this topic. So I have a a dear friend, her name is Erin. In fact, she was just visiting here this morning. I'm so blessed by her continued friendship. But several years ago, she was going through a very hard time. She had just lost her husband and daughter in a, it was a tragic random act of violence here in our community. And she had uh, just asked for some help clearing out some closets in her her home. and, And we were just getting together and, helping. I was trying to serve her and also listen. And she was telling me about the last year of their marriage. They didn't know. She and her husband, John, didn't know it was the last year of their marriage, of Mm -hmm. course, before she lost him. But she was telling me how it was the best year of their marriage because they were just 
going out of their way to be kind to each other, to serve one another's needs, to identify ways that they could receive love, be loved, and they would express in action their love for one another. And she said it was like they were trying to outbless each other. Mm. And that just that sat with me and, and I couldn't let it go. And I, I prayed through it. I talked to the Lord about it. What do you want me to do with this concept? The idea of blessing upon blessing being returned and reciprocated and how that really can strengthen a relationship. And then I thought about how poorly I have been doing it in my own relationships. So it just taught me to explore this whole concept of blessing other people, not in necessarily the big grand gestures. We don't need a Hawaiian vacation or diamond earrings to know that we are loved. But what are we doing on a daily basis in all of our relationships to infuse those acts of love in a way that the person feels loved and blessing one another in a way that really builds up the relationship to a point where we feel more trusting of each other, we feel more confident in each other, all because we have taken it upon ourselves to love in action and not just in words. Oh, I love that. My husband and I have been in ministry one way or shape or form our whole marriage, 21 years, um, but we were uh, marriage and family pastors for a significant amount of time. And one of the curriculums we did talked about two simple things to do with your spouse every day, pray and bless them. Mm -hmm. And that is just a very powerful spiritual discipline. It is. For I'm serving and blessing others is yeah. as much a spiritual spiritual discipline as praying. It is because it requires us to take our eyes off of ourselves. Mm -hmm. It requires deliberately stepping outside of ourselves to recognize what the other person needs. How would they mm -hmm. feel loved? You can feel love for someone, but never actually express it. And when it is expressed and when it's exchanged, it just shores up a relationship. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing is, is that it's so minimal and so easy to pray and to do a blessing for someone. But yet, how often do we let so many things keep us from, from doing the simple thing that maybe takes us literally five seconds? Yes. To five do. seconds. Five seconds. Yes. Yes. Uh, you talk a lot about um, me weeds. Those things that about ourselves, me, 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 yes. that keeps us from blessing. Can you share some of those? Yeah, absolutely. And the me weeds, meaning they grow up and they choke out mm -hmm. anything in us that would want to be selfless. And some of the me weeds are, for example, self-absorption. How much do I look outside of myself, like I mentioned earlier, and, mm -hmm. and recognize that there are needs around me? Or am I just considering my own needs and my own agenda and you know my own to-do list for the day? Also, another example is entitlement, feeling like I deserve to be treated better, you know, I, mm -hmm. or I, I deserve, what do we really deserve if we, if we really won't go, want to go down that road? You That's know, true. Scripture says the wages of sin is death. So let's talk about what we really deserve. But mm -hmm. can I look beyond that and think what does, in those terms, what does the other person in my relationship deserve from me? Mm -hmm. uh, another is envy. It's very hard to bless someone that you're jealous of. So and it, in, in reaching out and deliberately blessing someone that you are jealous of can turn that jealousy around mm. and you can begin to recognize they, that they have needs just as you do. Another big one for me is distractions, just mm. my, my constant email and cell phone texts and mm -hmm. the to-do list. And, and can I get myself out of my activity and instead identify a need around me that exists outside of, again, outside of my to-do list? Mm. 
and another is fatigue. And this we can't always spare in, in mm -hmm. certain seasons of life. We can't always avoid it. But I like to, in seasons of real exhaustion, I just ask God for a supernatural degree of energy. Mm -hmm. Because when I'm exhausted, it's very hard to look outside of myself and to notice what other people need. And that's why self-care is also very important. But there are just a lot of I think uh, very natural and normal distractions that can take place in our lives that will keep us from blessing others. And the first, the, the first step is to identify them, to know mm -hmm. what they are so that we can tackle them. We can be aware of when they are taking place in our lives, when they are putting up obstacles in our lives. And awareness is the first step. And then we work on the spiritual disciplines mm. of overcoming them. Well, we have a little bit to get over, don't we? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> To get to the blessing part. So so why is blessing others so important? Like why even mm. talk about this? What what does it do for us and what does it do for the, the receiver? Yeah. Well, scripture tells us this is how they will know that you are my disciples. Mm. Jesus says, if you love one another. So to bless another person means love and action. And it shows the world that God exists and that we belong to him. So it has it has to do with so much more than us and our relationships. But blessing others shows the world a Jesus that is alive and active. Mm -hmm. And when we bless other people, it changes our attitude about them. It changes our, our viewpoint of them. When we see other people as being image bearers of God, yeah. when we, we see them that way and we treat them as with the, the due respect that God has created them to be worthy of, it changes our own perspective and our own hearts. And then in a perfect world, doesn't always work this way, but in a perfect world, people are then spurred to bless in return or to move forward and bless someone else. And there can be a chain reaction that makes a difference in this world. It, it, it is possible because God designed the world that way. God designed the world for us to be in relationship with one another. He designed us to be relational beings. And we can do that in a really terrible way, or we can do it in a way that is cognizant of who we were created to be in his eyes and how we were created to love one another in his design. And that's why he created the body of Christ. Yes. Because we each play a specific role in reaching the world um, you know, some of us are hands, some of us are feet, some of us are heads and some of us are hearts. And however that shows up in our life, God's only asking us to use what he's given us already Yes, to be a blessing to others. And like the parable of the talents is one of my favorite favorites. Mine too. <laughs> one of my favorite favorites. Like when you use what you have have been given, you get it multiplied back unto you. Yes. And it's so unique to each person, right? Yeah. You've been given certain gifts and talents and preferences, and, and I've been given my own set. And that's why the body of Christ is so important. I was just telling my Bible study table yesterday that each one of us is meant to be a unique person designed by God. You're not supposed to be like someone else. Mm -hmm. You are supposed to bless others where you are with what you have, because mm -hmm. then collectively we see so much more of God. We see so much more of him reflected in our differences, our personality differences, our character differences, our, our preferences and our intentions are different because God has wired us differently. But together we create this beautiful collective picture of who the whole of the father is. So true. You know, when the Lord spoke to me that my body part in the kingdom is a womb that I'm a WOMB, a womb in the body of Christ. I was like, okay, God, that's, a, that's pretty unique. Like that's, yes. you know, being used as a surrogate and then connecting the dots. So you're not just a surrogate, but you help women 
and entrepreneurs and those who are walking out their call birth their God dreams, whether it's a book, a baby, a business, whatever it Mm -hmm. is, like you are so right on. It's so unique. And it's often not what we expected. True. It's often not what we expected because God's just super cool like that. He is. is. Okay. (laughs) So you have some tools. You have like this toolbox of uh, that you like to use, share with people so that they know that they have what they need to do this thing, to bless people, to um, be a blessing, change the world one tiny blessing at a time. Um, Two of them that you were talking about are, are, I want to pull out because I think you have like eight of them. Okay. So one (laughs) of them is starting with your Jerusalem, starting with your home, your family, right where you are. And the second one is no blessing is too small. Mm -hmm. Can you talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about those two? Mm, absolutely. So starting with your Jerusalem, of course, was the, the commandment that Jesus gave to to spread the Great Commission, right? But mm-hmm. but you you start in Jerusalem and then you go to Judea and Samaria and all the world. Mm-hmm. But to me, that means start with, with your own home. How easy is it for us to think that blessing means those other people out there? It means blessing my community. It means random acts of kindness. It It means blessing people at work. Absolutely, yes. But if we're doing that and not blessing our immediate family, mm-hmm. scripture says if you if you can't take care of your own family, you can't take care of the church. And so if we are blessing others and not our own family or blessing others at the expense of our own family, then we've got things a little bit backwards. And it can be so easy to walk into church and have a happy, shiny face and bless all the people. But what if I just rip my child to shreds in the car on the way to church? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's kind of backwards. So it really needs to be begin with the people that God has given us as our central mission field, which is our our very own households. And then no blessing is too small. Like I you know mentioned earlier, it doesn't need to be that grand vacation or some big expensive gift. It is the little things that day over day can either build up or erode mm-hmm. a relationship. That's mm-hmm. why I love that you mentioned bless your spouse every day. What is one little way that you can bless your spouse? And and, and I share as a, is an illustration in my book the day that I thought, you know, I my husband's coffee mug was sitting at the kitchen sink and it was his coffee mug. It's his deal. Let him wash it. But what would it say to him if I stepped mm-hmm. out of myself for 30 seconds and scrubbed his favorite coffee mug? Mm-hmm. It just, it tells, it doesn't, it's not a big gesture, but what it says to him is much bigger than the gesture itself. It says she stopped and thought about me, mm-hmm. cared about me enough to stop her own her own agenda and to bless me in the middle of her day simply because I care about her. Mm-hmm. And and might he have overlooked that? Sure. But again, my responsibility is not even directly to my husband, but to the Lord. Amen. And mm-hmm. if by blessing him, it blesses the Lord, I have I have done my job in obedience to God. Mm-hmm. Our relationships are meant to be a reflection of our relationship with the Lord. And so that's really what blessing others comes mm-hmm. down to is its obedience to the Lord. Yes. Yeah, so I could go on a soapbox on both of these things because they're just <laughs> so, so good. You know, years ago, I was really convicted that I was um, giving my best to everyone else instead of my family. Oh. Yes. And I would give, give, give at work, at church, at all the things. And I would come home completely depleted yeah. and without anything left to give. So I was mean. I was short. I was yep. impatient. Um, and I had to really do a lot of soul searching and a lot of not just soul searching, because what God calls us to do is um, deeply spiritual, but daily practical. 
Yes. And so I had to figure out how could I change my practical day to set it up to where I was giving the best to my family first. Because mm-hmm. like you said, that's our first ministry. That's our it first is. place. And so then out of the overflow of that, I'm able to give to other people as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's a big, it's a big deal. There are a lot of practical ways that you can set up parameters to enable yourself to do that. I mean, for yeah. example, when my kids come home from school, I determine to be intentional about shutting down my computer mm-hmm. or making sure that they are positioned elsewhere, you know, relaxing with a snack and TV or doing their homework. And then I'll go back to my work. But I stop when they get home from school and make sure they're my priority. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Powerful. And I think that's a blessing. You know, a, a small blessing is giving a presence, being there with them, being in the present moment, a blessing, a simple blessing is a smile. When you yes. see them, that a smile comes across your face and you're greeting mm-hmm. them, that is a blessing. Yes. That is a simple blessing that we can do to our family and to the strangers we meet. Yes. As we're walking outside of our doors. Yes. You'd be surprised how many people are shocked by a smile mm. <laughs> and so will smile back. <laughs> yes. So true. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, we could talk, we could keep going on and on about this topic. Um, you mentioned about loving one another, but there's any other, any other scriptures or verses that, that are near and dear to you about this topic that you'd like oh. to share? So many, of course, the one about how this is how they will know you are my disciples. It's so important. But also, uh, I I love the concept. I'm just going to paraphrase. It's uh, how love covers over a multitude of sins. Mm -hmm. So love really does conquer in the end. God is filled with grace. And yes, we need accountability. And yes, you know, we need to make sure that we are raising our children up to in obedience. But in the end, love covers over a multitude of sins. So when we are loving one another, we are essentially being Jesus to one another who gives us endless grace. And, and uh, when we are in him, he has, he has covered over our sins. We are pure in his eyes. And so if we can give that same kind of grace to one another, imagine what that would do to our relationships. So, so powerful. All right, y'all. I know you're going to want more because we just scratched the surface with Becky today. Her book, Love Because, How to Change the World One Blessing at a Time. Becky, where can people find you? Oh, you can find me at beckykopitsky.com, which means you would have to know how to spell my name. So I certainly hope you've got show notes, Tiffany. Of Nova. course. Of course. <laughs> yes. And, and all the information about my books and my ministry to women in particular is on my website. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Becky, for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. All right, y'all. We will see you next time. And um, just remember, we're helping you get unstuck and unstoppable as you are walking out all the things that God has called and created you to do. Be blessed. Well, friends, thank you for joining us today on All The Things TV video podcast. If you enjoyed our time together and are taking away a nugget that has inspired your soul and success, would you share this episode with a loved one who could use it too? And if you haven't already, take a moment to rate and review the podcast and help me spread soul care and dream care. Until next time, I'm Tiffany Jo Baker, a three-time surrogate and strategizer who loves to help you birth your God-given dreams. Now go do all the things you've been called and created to do with the grace and gifts God has given you.